Hello and welcome to another edition of the Axiom Seminar Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Verderami, author of the Straight Chiropractic Textbook and my new book, Leadership-Based Selling, a proven strategy to help you sell more and influence better. Recently published on Audible and Amazon, now available for you to listen to three hours of this nice voice. I'm giving it to you for free here, chapter four of my book, one of my favorite chapters. I hope you enjoy it. Check it out, leave us a review, and enjoy. Chapter 3, The Birth of a Leader. Leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. Dwight D. Eisenhower. After millions of years of evolution, our brains have been hardwired to constantly look for the worst possible scenario. The goal? To figure out how to eliminate a threat and move on. It's a simple mode of survival. Once the threat is gone, the frenzied state of our chemicals and muscles eventually return to normal. Without this powerful survival instinct, humans probably wouldn't be around today. Unfortunately, there's always two sides to the story. Although this can be helpful to our survival, it can also be a source of immense pain and suffering. Unlike any other animal, it acts as a sympathetic, self-perpetuating function that can linger for years. We can become trapped in fear and worry of what could happen. In addition to our fight-or-flight radar, there is also an opportunity-seeking thrive radar, coined by leadership expert and professor John Cotter of Harvard. Although drastically less powerful and harder to sustain, it is also hardwired into our genetics and develops from experience. Instead of looking for threats, we seek opportunity. When perceived opportunities arise, it ignites a flurry of emotions and chemicals. Feelings of hope, gratitude, and pride release oxytocin and vasopressin, two hormones that promote well-being and confidence. This creates serious advantages when searching for opportunity. Both of these radars can serve or hinder us. Their survival radar can seek threats that aren't real, thus leading to unnecessary stress and fear. Conversely, too much of the opposite will lead to grasping at opportunities that aren't there. The narcissistic guru I mentioned before regularly makes this mistake. They are always searching for the next big project that is actually just another false opportunity that distracts from persistence, focus, and real success. Both are of equal importance. We must learn how to balance the two so we can properly trigger and take advantage of them as a leader. In times of crisis, our survival radar is hyperactive and in times of prosperity, we can feel too invincible. Becoming an expert in leadership is the best way for us to combat this imbalance. Doing so can provide an insight on how leaders can best navigate uncertainty, lead a movement, and influence change. Most importantly, it's a major cornerstone in leadership. The COVID-19 pandemic is a great reminder of how rapidly things can change. It's tested the strength of businesses and has reminded them just how much they need to move with agility and adaptability. To move forward successfully during these times, businesses need an understanding of leadership inoculated with the best tactics and strategies of selling. As we move forward in this book, we'll explore this concept deeper. Leadership and relationships should be your keystone habits. Incorporating this system into your routine will promote decisive habits and create success in every sales or leadership situation. Effectively dealing with any business crisis is not just about eliminating problems. It's about also seeking and capitalizing on potential opportunities. While the corona crisis has obviously created significant challenges, it has also produced some new opportunities. For example, it has established a shared purpose through a common experience. This feeling of connection can lead to increased collaborations and cooperation. 
Being able to easily adapt to this new crisis mindset is a crucial element of leadership-based selling. This idea perhaps can be best understood through the work of Roy Williams in his book Pendulum. He offers context on how we can best lead society at any given time and gives tremendous clarity on what effective leadership-based selling looks like. Through careful study of music, literature, and historical events, Williams has identified a pattern within Western society. He discovered that societal behaviors swing back and forth like a pendulum between an individually centered me and a communal we society. This happens during an 80-year cycle that spans over a 2,000-year time frame. For example, the Rockefellers and Vanderbilt revealed the me society through their individual success, while World War II cultivated a movement of togetherness. Years later, the disco age brought us back to an individualistic society, and back and forth we go, a dance between societal autonomy and connectedness. When this book was written, society was deeply entrenched in the we society, and although only time will tell, it appears that the COVID-19 pandemic is only going to amplify this position. During a communal we society, it's important to be a part of something bigger than yourself. If you're not, you'll eventually be left in the dust. The community decides what is valuable. So, as a leadership-based seller, transparency and authenticity are crucial in creating a lasting impact. Manipulating or attempting to control things is absolutely unacceptable, and customers will see right through it. And if your deception is found out, the entire we society will likely be against you. Remember, in this day and age, information is easily leaked and the entire world can turn against you with a snap of a finger. Do not engage in behavior that you wouldn't want the world to know about. We must also give our customers something to rally behind. Leadership-based selling is founded on who you are and what you stand for. According to Williams' research, we can no longer define ourselves by our profession or what we sell. We must define ourselves by what we stand for. If your clients don't know what you stand for, they might make up their own narrative that isn't in your favor. Worst case scenario, remember? For the first few years of my business career, I simply sold what I did. I turned on the fire hose and jammed an immense amount of information down people's throats. But all they really wanted to know is one thing. What's in it for me? There's a correct time to turn on the fire hose. When they are thirsty enough. Leadership-based sellers are more like coaches who help their clients get to their goal. They more or less sell change. Through consultative discourse, they showcase the best possible options for the client even if it isn't as beneficial for you in the short term. In the long run, doing this is in your best interest. If they are not an ideal client and you send them somewhere else for help, you'll know that you've provided an incredible experience that they will always feel comfortable coming back to. Or perhaps they'll refer others to you. What does this all mean? It means you must understand what time it is societally. It means associating or creating your own movement within your business. It is imperative that you isolate your community, rally around a common cause, create collaborations, and activate the opportunity radar within to create change. In 1962, a group of girls in Tanzania wouldn't stop laughing, and nobody knew why. 95 of the 159 girls at the school were affected, and in six weeks, the entire school had to close because of it. Eventually, 217 more girls were afflicted in the neighboring towns. All in all, this outbreak lasted 18 months, closed 14 schools, and affected over 1,000 children. This isn't an isolated case. During the Middle Ages, there were outbreaks of uncontrollable, infectious dancing. It spread through Europe for several centuries, sometimes affecting tens of thousands of people at a time. 
Here's one last story to bring this point around. Wagner Yareg deliberately infected syphilis patients with malaria and the high fever killed the syphilis. Afterwards, they treated the malaria and the patients made a full recovery. Before you think I've totally lost my mind, there is a critical point to be made in bringing up these stories. Nicholas Christakis, MD, PhD, MPH, and professor at Yale University said, We've shown that altruistic behavior ripples through networks, and so does meanness. Networks will magnify their environment or whatever they are seated with. They will magnify Ebola and fascism and unhappiness and violence, but also they will magnify love and altruism and happiness and information. It is this augmentation of the world and the false sense of reality that we are up against. Networks can spread a virus, but they can also spread happiness, gratitude, and optimism. The latter is in your best interest. It's fighting one infection with another, literally fighting fire with a positive controlled fire. People gravitate towards warmth. So set a fire in your business and create a movement that has your ideal client's best interest in mind. Creating a happy and excited community is essential before sparking a pandemic of success for you and your clients. I'm in no way suggesting that spreading happiness and kindness will magically kill COVID-19 or any other viral infection. But if there are signs of a mental virus occurring in either you or your community, caused from a global pandemic, economic collapse, bad reviews, negative employees, etc., creating a positive infectious movement that caters to your clients' needs and desires will help launch your business into the spotlight. We all want to help each other in a we society. Bringing people together will kindle more collaborations and strengthen relationships. I'm advocating for you, a leadership-based seller, to begin a pandemic of positivity around you and your business. How? You could start by using one of my favorite Book Yourself Solid techniques and create a free monthly event to invite people to. This is what Michael Port advocates to improve your business. It is a no-barrier-to-entry offer that you can invite people to and provide value. For example, in our business, we go on walks together every Sunday of the month. It gives people an opportunity to meet you and consider if they would do business with you. It doesn't necessarily have to relate to your business. I know a chiropractor who does monthly cooking classes. Who do you know that would want to go to an hour-long lecture about dental procedures in their free time? If you would like, it can even be virtual. Just remember that during these events, there should be no selling or offers. You should only ask participants to bring their friends if they enjoyed it. As a coach, a leader, and a seller, your job is to inspire your community. You need to reduce obstacles, solve problems, offer improvements by connecting people with other people. This alone can be a great start to making a difference. Keep in mind that this community event has to be valuable, something that your ideal client would want to attend. This means you need to know who they are. For our business, we chose a new place to walk every month. Our concept is the same, but the setting differs every time. Remember to keep the activity consistent and get your clients talking. You need to sell a remarkable experience that everyone wants to have. In the book, The Silent Language of Leaders, Carol Goleman, PhD, describes leaders as, When first introduced to a leader, we immediately and unconsciously assess him or her for warmth and authority. Obviously, the most appealing leaders are seen to encompass both qualities, and the least effective leaders are those we regard as cold and inept. At the beginning of my journey, I was obsessed with the what of business, i.e. specific phrases or tactics. 
Focusing on these behavioral tips will help you learn what to say and how to gain confidence, warmth, and authority. However, through my failures and extensive experience with seasoned coaches, I realized the who is equally, if not more important. So along this journey, you will need to work on your mindset. People buy from sellers who they like and trust, and will therefore rally behind movements led by people with a track record of success. So what can we do right now to better position ourselves on the pendulum swing? Below are three primary starting points to promote effective leadership skills and foster genuine relationships. Number one, spread connection. We're better together. Did you know that 70% of your happiness comes from close relationships with friends, families, coworkers, and neighbors? We all crave connection. As a leader, you can satisfy the basic human need. Research has shown that extended time without social contact is detrimental to our health. MRI scans of prisoners found that without social connection, the human brain becomes as damaged as that of someone who has sustained a traumatic head injury. A 2019 study of 500,000 people further theorized that it's as traumatic as a physical attack. This is why I believe that the COVID-19 pandemic may invariably magnify the characteristics of a we society. I'm no Nostradamus, but research suggests that the behaviors have completely changed as a result of the 2019 crisis. There's been an increase in divorces, domestic abuse, child abuse, and odd behaviors at markets around the globe. People have become fiercely disconnected and the urge to reconnect will soon become more powerful than ever. Have you ever been in a crowd of people you don't know? You felt uncomfortable, right? Loneliness isn't just about being physically isolated from others. It's about truly connecting and being a part of something greater than yourself. It's about being surrounded by people who truly care. You must have this feeling of connection. To put it in real terms, you would have to earn an extra 63,000 euros a year to replace the satisfaction of seeing your friends. We all feel wealthier when we connect on a regular basis. This is truly the hallmark of expert leadership. Number two, spread help. An act of kindness, that's all it takes. No one can deny the joyous feeling of helping others, giving a gift or receiving something from someone else. A study on rats showed that if a rat helped another rat, that rodent will later act more benevolently towards other rats. Kindness is contagious and is absolutely vital to our well-being. By building a community based on helping others, you can encourage kindness, spread understanding, and earn trust. Tony Robbins talks of a powerful story about a young real estate agent who anonymously helped his community clean up trash in his neighborhood. Because the trash company was on strike, the streets were ravaged with waste. It cost him quite a bit of money to clean up, but he was paid back handsomely with the appreciation and attention of everyone in his community who eventually found out. When they were ready to sell their house, who do you think they called? To be a good salesperson, you must be a good person first. This story perfectly exemplifies the power of pure leadership-based selling. No ulterior motive, outdated business tactics, or sleazy sales scripts. It's karma at its finest. From the book, Connected, The Surprising Power of Our Social Networks and How They Shape Our Lives by James Fowler, Ph.D., our own research has shown that the spread of influence in social networks obeys what we call the three degrees of influence rule. Everything we do or say tends to ripple through our network, having an impact on our friends, one degree, our friends' friends, two degrees, and even our friends' friends' friends, three degrees. The three degrees rule applies to a broad range of attitudes, feelings, and behaviors, and it applies to the spread of phenomena as diverse as political views, weight gain, and happiness. 
As we discussed before, feelings can spread quickly. Research from the Journal of Clinical Psychological Science has demonstrated that people can catch the emotional states of those whom they are surrounded by. These feelings can range from seconds to weeks. In the study, those who were assigned a depressed person became more depressed over a three-month period. Renowned scientists Christakis and Fowler in their book Connected, The Surprising Power of Our Social Network states, a person is about 15% more likely to be happy if a directly connected person at one degree of separation is happy. And the spread of happiness doesn't stop there. The happiness affects for people at two degrees of separation, the friends of friends, is 10%, and for people at three degrees of separation, the friends of friends of friends, it is about 6%. Having a happy friend increases the likelihood of you being happy by 9%, while having an unhappy friend causes a 7% decrease. But guess what? Happiness is way more contagious than unhappiness. According to Nicholas Christakis, if a friend has become happy in the past 6 months, there's a 45% chance your happiness will increase. In the Framingham Heart Study, they found that our happiness is a collective phenomenon, and it depends significantly on the happiness of those who are around us and whom we are connected with. Happy people are great collaborators, incredibly productive, and have an innate ability to create smooth, continuous sales cycles. Nothing can compete with creating a pandemic of happiness and positivity. Giving back builds trust, likability, credibility, and solidifies your position in the community. Think about what value you can provide that will create an impactful and positive change. Remember, what goes around comes around. So lend a helping hand and don't forget to smile. Research has found that one smile can be as pleasurable and stimulating as up to 2,000 bars of chocolate. Number three, spread gratitude. Be grateful for everything. The more a person expresses gratitude, the less likely they are to fall into depression, anxiety, loneliness, and envy. Gratitude is instrumental in creating a sustainable business environment. Do you believe there is little to be grateful for in your life or even in your clients' lives? Don't fall into that trap. Even the little things are important. In his own study, Alice Korb, PhD, found that actively seeking gratitude can affect the neuron density in the brain. Being able to value the things we have in our lives is a powerful form of emotional intelligence. Sean Aker, a Harvard researcher and world-renowned expert on happiness, conducted a study in which he stated, quote, We had them write a two-minute email praising or thanking one person they know and a different person each day for 21 days in a row. That's it. What we find is this dramatically increases their social connection, which is the greatest predictor of happiness, end quote. Gratitude goes a long way in your quest to becoming a most trusted advisor for your ideal client. One of Forbes' top five executive coaches, Jay Abraham, teaches his followers to fall out of love with your service and fall in love with your prospect. We must be clinical in our ability to uncover and verbalize the desires, feelings, and hopes of each person we meet. Abraham believes that it is our obligation and privilege to serve and help our clients to find clarity. He also refers to the prospective client as Client, a person who seeks the professional advice or services of another. Customer, one that purchases a commodity or service. We must focus on our clients and strive to provide them with guidance before, during, and after the sales process. By implementing a coach-like style, we can begin to shape their experience and create an unforgettable impact. This will help you gain more referrals and create sustainable success. Before moving forward in this book, I implore you to stop reading and send a handwritten letter to someone. Make it a habit. Send this letter with no other reason than to simply say, thank you, I care, and I'm here to serve. And above all else, show your gratitude for them being in your life.